Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold! Coming to the ring, from parts unknown, at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong! And with me, Dr. Zah. Hello, all. Uh, this week on the show, we are doing um, a little homage to the recently passed Powers Booth. When did he die? About a week ago? Oh, so yeah. yeah. About a, just at the beginning of the week. Oh, okay. Uh, we're doing The Emerald Forest from 1985. Um, at least our second John Borman film on this show. Uh, and we're going to talk about The Foul King, a uh, South Korean wrestling movie. We'll get to those soon. Zom, how are you, sir? Uh, I'm all right. I'm uh, experiencing a, a tad bit of gastrointestinal distress, and uh, but I survive. I go on. That comes with our I'm, show, I'm, it seems. I think one you- tough mutter. You made a one tough mutter. Yes, I just made some mud. It wasn't even mud. It was like just taking this co- cup of coffee and just throwing it in the toilet. <laughs> what is it about our show that gives you the shits? <laughs> like that's uh, hey, that's so funny. I forgot to laugh. <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> um, I just woke up too, so I don't know what it is. Who uh-huh. cares? We're all going to end up just sitting in a pile of our own shit someday, life babbling. Is, life is meaningless. Yeah, I'm just getting prepared. <laughs> At least you can make it to the toilet now. Yeah, that's true. So there's always a there's always a sunny side. If I wanted to time management, I wouldn't even have to. I could just get some Depends and just sit here. I don't think I could shit myself. Like, I'd have to. It'd have to really be, like, to consciously do it. I mean, I would have a panic attack. I think. <laughs> Yeah, that would be awful. And just imagine just having, having big... to sit there in your own like irritated ass. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. I mean, it'd be bad enough if it was, you know, diarrhea. But um, if it was like a big giant uh, <laughs> soft turd, Godzilla tail. Yeah. You just. I like, mean, but you know, like I said, it's that's what we're all. I'm just thinking of the Play-Doh Fun Factory and just like <laughs> smushing out fucking nursing home and they don't come in and change you i can't wait yeah, yeah. i'll show them i'll show them i won't even have any family to put me in a nursing home yeah if i start to shit i'll just shit in my hand <laughs> and and just hold it out to them come get this <laughs> uh um, what i paid for you 
Yeah, nothing new to report here. I, I got up this morning. That sounds dubious. Really, relatively early. Mm-hmm. I had coffee. Mm-hmm. I listened to records. And What'd I you re- listen to? I listened to um, a band called The Count Five. And this is vinyl? Yes. Ah. Finally, it was the last record that I bought at Record Store Day that I had not listened to yet. And I listened to that, and I listened to the new Slow Dive record. Now, I had two uh, antisocial moments in the past couple weeks since we last recorded, both involving live musical performances. Um, I had two tickets to two different shows. Who didn't you go to see? (laughs) (laughs) I I had tickets for a couple months to see Slow Dive. Uh, Slow Dive's a they they haven't put out a new album in like 22 years, and uh, probably the only chance in my life I'll get to see them. And the day of, I was just like, "Fuck, I don't want to go." And I, I had tickets by myself, and it was like it's like a 45 minute drive, and uh, I ended up giving the ticket away. And then uh, I had a t- another ticket to a band called Real Estate, which is right across the street from work, and uh, I actually made it to that show and it was really fucking crowded. The music was kind of boring live. And then this fucking dude that he was like the size of Sasquatch and looked like one of the twin brothers from slap shots, <laughs> like parked himself right in front of me. So I could, all I could see is his big fucking hairy shoulder. And I thought uh, maybe he, he, he uh, befriended you. No, I left after an hour. <laughs> so $50 of tickets, pretty much down the shitter and um yeah but well but but life goes on i guess <laughs> you, you have to make those decisions on the on the fly i know i know i gotta get out of here uh, it was a total get out of here uh and i had i was having fucking like i have these impacted wisdom teeth in the back and, and like once a year the gum around one of them just fucking blows up and I would steal them with that for like a week. So I was already in an irritated mood and having to take Advil. And I went and sat outside the venue for the second show and had chocolate Twinkies and a fucking uh, peach iced tea Snapple. And it's like I sweeted myself out. <laughs> that hurt my tooth. I don't know. It was a bad, bad all around. <laughs> so what else has been going on? <laughs> I'm going to go shit myself. Fuck it. Uh, yeah, what are you going to do? Sometimes you just have that shit. But it, what's what seems like it's even worse sometimes is when you do have somebody to go with, but then you start having the same feelings because then <laughs> yeah. you have to think of excuses. And Yeah, at least I didn't have to think of... I had to think of an, uh, only excuses to tell people of why I was like yeah. bitching out, but... <laughs> Or you go, but the whole time it's like, it's like you're you're dreading it. The, oh, the whole... yeah, and that was totally. And I I, I, t- I can tell you, the slow dive show was sold out, and I probably would have had a shitty time there because I would have been stuck in a fucking corner, surrounded, and yeah, all, it would have sucked anyway. All I could think about, and but the the girl I gave the ticket to said it was awesome, so it went to good use. It didn't go, totally go to waste. <laughs> You should have said, well, goddamn, I should have got two tickets and you could have went with me. <laughs> I don't even that? know. It's funny because uh, I don't have a ton of friends, period. But the, <laughs> the, uh, a friend of mine posted on his wall 
on Facebook to try to sell the ticket for me. And the person that replied is somebody I used to work with. She applied really late, so I felt guilty selling her the ticket. I mean, it was after the show had already started that she expressed interest. So, like, like the interest was, damn it, I wish I saw this earlier. Um, so I just, I saw, I had turned on notifications and I got it. And I said, like, hey, the show started an hour ago. The opening band's probably just wrapping up. I'll give you this ticket if you want to go. And I had no idea. It's funny. I didn't even know she was here. Like, she had moved away years ago. And I didn't even know she was back in town, so... But I guess she had fun. Well, see, it's like you were you helped somebody. I did. And she lived close by, so you know, for me it's a 45-minute drive to get there. For her it's like 10, so. Anyway. So that would be a good movie if like something like that happened and you, you know, gave this girl the ticket and then everybody at the concert got killed. <laughs> or or she just got murdered or something or, like that, and then you're like, what the fuck? Or my name is somehow on the ticket, and she murders everybody, and it comes back to me. That wouldn't be as good. <laughs> I, the, the whitest hair ever just came out of my mustache. No. I mean, like, well, it is a... I have this one s- little section right under my nostril that has, like, about... S- probably about six or seven gray hairs and they're all right there together. So it looks like I have a little rectangle of snot uh, <laughs> coming out of my nose and in my mustache. So when I go to the bathroom at work, I ha- I go in there and I, ch- and I try and spread it apart. I have, um, I've got like uh, a, a skunk stripe forming on my hair. I've got I ought to this just, gray just stripe get, right in the middle. I ought to just get a black Sharpie. <laughs> and just do the whole thing. Instead of dying, just get a, one of those thick black Sharpies and just get back there and just, Right, get, get some small. just for men. Calm it right oh. through. Is that the? Is that the? No, wait. Is that the mustache coloring one? I don't know. I I know the one thing. Like uh, the one thing is um like a. It just looks like liquid, like water that you put in your hair. Mm-hmm. That's like that Grecian stuff. Of course, I don't have enough hair to fucking even fool with. But uh, the stuff for your mustache or beard is like a dye. Yeah. You have to take these two tubes and put them in a little thing and mix them up and then comb it through. But then it says, I, I got this one time because I thought, you know, my fucking uh, goatee and mustache are getting so gray. It's making me look way like a lot older. And I got that, and it said to take it and put a little bit of it together and mix it up and then put it on your arm to, t- to test it <laughs> to see it because it could give you like an allergic reaction or Yikes. or not like some something like that, you know, or to uh, test it on your to see if it like it turns your arm hair like fucking orange or something. And I was like, this is too fragging complicated. <laughs> so you like, don't look great. Yeah, I'm like, who am I trying to fool? That's like when Kevin Nash would have completely gray hair and a gray beard, and then he'd sign with the WWF, and it would be, I'll be black. I mean, just <laughs> black with not one fucking gray. And it's like, okay, that looks – you can just tell right away that Nicolas Cage the same way. I'm glad you said that because I watched a movie with him in it that I forgot to put on my list. There you go. Speaking of which, what have you been watching? Everything I watched was 
like that boring no everything i watched was pretty much stuff that i've already watched uh, there's a few exceptions but i'll go through them fast because i've already talked about them i have an old one of those old tvs down the, okay i have of course my smart tv is down in the basement and i have a big flat screen upstairs but i have my old tv with the tube or whatever you yeah. know the old one um on this old dresser in the basement and and the first roku i ever had I thought, well, fuck, why? I'm not going to throw that, you know, I'll just hook that up to that old TV. Well, the old Roku doesn't even let you get YouTube, but I can get like, I have Netflix on there. <laughs> so right before I go to sleep, I thought, well, you know, instead of wearing out my new TV, I'll turn this on and set the sleep timer. And it looks totally like shit. I mean, does it's the, really dark. Does the old Roku have the right kind of connections? How do you connect it? Oh, to, well, to connect it to that old TV, it's just like those uh, the the um, red, yellow, and white cables. Oh, I didn't know the Roku had that. I think, yeah, I think so. Oh. It was like one of the first ones, and um, um, so anyway, I have Netflix on there, and I started watching 2013's Drinking Buddies, mm -hmm. which was directed and written by Joe Swanberg. Starring Olivia Wilde, Jake Johnson, Anna Kendrick, and Ron Livingston. And I like this one. I, I thought it was pretty good. I've seen it before. I think I've even talked about it on here before. So anyway, better than I expected, but still it's a fun little, you know, it's a simple little movie. Uh, 2009's Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Bastards with uh, Quentin Tarantino and Eli Roth is uncredited as a director on this quentin tarantino written and directed starring all those people bear jew brad pitt fassbender one of the reasons i watched it is because you said something about fassbender yeah. and i thought well you know okay he's in this and it was on and so i jumped right in and it's one of those ones you can just start watching i, and I, rent, I rented a couple of uh fassbender movies on itunes and have not watched them yet fassbender slow west I saw that. And one from some crime movie from 2015. Slow West is good. Um, oh, I'll find the name of it. Go ahead. 2016's Shane Black, written and directed. Nice guys. I watched this because <laughs> you said that that was us. So I thought, well, fuck, you know. <laughs> That's a and good Russell one. Crow, my, his, his gut is, man, there's a part in this where he's leaning over to punch uh, <laughs> Keith David. And Christ's sakes, his stomach is fucking huge. I'm like, did he bloat up for this? Or did he, because, I mean, he's always been, I don't know, but he was fat. <laughs> bitch was fat. Um, Trespass Against good. Us, 2016, with Brendan Gleeson and Michael Fassbender. Oh, was that the one where uh, Gleeson plays his dad? Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, maybe. A man and looks to all, find his, to escape his criminal ways of his outlaw family. Yeah, it's like a... a um, I think that when I saw the, it's like about the gypsy traveler con ah. people like Ed Pitt and uh, Snooch. Right, right, right. <laughs> Snooch. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Kim Basinger is in this and, and uh, she's hot, but I guarantee you she's had some work on her face because, you know, shit, she's no goddamn spring chicken and she doesn't have a wrinkle. <laughs> but it's kind of like where it almost looks like, you know, when. Burt Reynolds had so many peels and stuff. Their face starts looking like scar tissue. Yeah, It's smooth, but it looks like a burn or something. Uh, anyway, that was a good one. 
I've been watching the new season of Fargo, which uh, stars Ewan McGregor Ewan in a McGregor. dual role. Ooh. And also uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, a.k.a. Moo. Um, if you watch this, <laughs> there is one part of the story that will give you an idea of what's going on when in, in politics where they're talking about the Russians uh, and all the shenanigans they're doing mm-hmm. and all this stuff. On a lesser level, uh, when the Soviet Union fell and we started seeing all these Russian mafia guys over here, and you would see these movies about like Russian mobsters and everything. And like our mobsters would be like uh, Cosa Nostra guys, you know, doing prostitution, drugs, uh, gambling, extortion, and stuff like that. Well, their uh, mafia at the top levels the guys are like engineers and scientists and shit like that because be in the Soviet union, you know, when you, all these people that were really smart to survive had to use their wits and they're coming up with these massive and complicated schemes. And it's sort of like what's kind of going on now. And uh, the leader of it is comrade Putin. But anyway, I don't want to get, this is good it's it's been good so far i'm about uh, i think three or four episodes in so uh let's see here what else we got going on here thereby uh 2007's michael clayton by tony gilroy written and directed starring clooney tilda swinton tom wilkinson you got a couple uh, let's see uh sydney pollock's in this he's he's always good in these little small roles, like what in Woody Allen movies, or uh, he was in that uh, one with Tom Cruise about the uh, oh, what was the one with the uh, who's that jackass that did 2001 <laughs> Space Odyssey? The director, yeah, oh, Kubrick, yeah, 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 that movie with Tom Cruise and Sidney Pollack, where what? he's uh, <laughs> oh, when he goes out, oh, uh, uh, we reviewed it, um, yeah, Eyes Wide out. Shut. Yeah, Fox, and then he regrets it for the rest of his life. Stupid fool. Uh, <laughs> no regrets. Uh, <laughs> what the hell was Tom Hanks in? Tom Hanks? Did you say, I thought you said Tom Hanks. Tom Cruise. Oh, I thought you said Tom Hanks a minute ago. Maybe I did. <laughs> <laughs> What's it to you? Okay, so anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Tom Hanks and Sidney Pollock were in that one from... They were in 2001. Um, okay, so fucking with masks that, on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Tom Cruise has a funny body. <laughs> Does Tom Hanks? Like though? a boom, 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 boom. Stacy Jacks. Do uh, <laughs> it like a boom, boom, boom. You know what? I still have a Richie Sambora fucking uh, figure in my. Uh, still in the pose. I never even opened this thing up. In like when it got mailed to me, and it's not only in the packaging; it's still in the peanuts and the <laughs> the, box. Yeah. the uh the, the Bon Jovi is what ruined our karaoke. Yeah, that's awesome. I well, hate I Bon Jovi. It. I'm not participating. Yeah, it's stupid. Well, the whole fucking show's stupid. <laughs> it's like you know. Well, why don't you put something cool up? Yeah, why don't I buy something that? Why don't I buy a Golgo 13 Duke Togo, 399 dollars action figure, so that you freaking 
goof goobers who don't want to fucking participate can win it for free. <laughs> that sounds like a good plan. Yeah, that's a good plan. Can you no get one for me while you're at it? Yeah, no. and then we'll you karaoke, and then I'll karaoke, and we'll keep them. <laughs> I like that. Okay, nineteen. Okay, speaking of stuff that's politically relevant, I decided to watch 1976's uh, All the President's Men, mm-hmm. directed by Alan J. Pakula, uh, written in uh, by uh, Carl Bernstein and. Bob Woodward and Bob Woodward. If you ever hear him talk, he talks like this when he's a talking head on these shows, and he talked like that back then. So there's nothing wrong with him. He just <laughs> uh, this is really good, and it's uh, yeah, it's not, I was going to say a paranoia thing, but it's not even a paranoia thing because it was real, just like what's going on now. Uh, Let's see who else was great in this. Jack Warden is always good. Martin Balsam, Hal Holbrook, and Jason Robards was fantastic. Also, Ned Beatty. Goddamn, there's a lot of people in this. Yes, Dig are. it. F. F. Murray Abraham, or F. Murray Abram. Abram. 2015's The Big Short, aka aka Adam McKay is the director. <laughs> um, I like that. One. I just watched this one at first just because of christian bale and i I was wondering if if he had a hair piece on in this because his hair i think maybe it's because they tried to style it like make him look like the the real guy Mm. and but it makes his hair look like he's got a toupee on and he has a like uh the real guy i guess had a glass eye and i thought throughout the whole thing how did they make christian bale's eye look like that because you know how the one eye doesn't move when it's a glass eye but yeah. the other one does i don't know that's acting for you um he's in that also who was good in this <laughs> steve carell was good in that steve carell was good in that and uh and uh fucking the god ryan gosling baby goose was also a big asshole and very good in it there were a lot of people in that that were like just character actors that I don't know their names, but that that were really good. The, the people that were on Carell's um, little uh, hedge fund uh, team. Yeah. One of the guys is in Legion. He's good. He's a good character in Legion. I, too. You know what I appreciated about that movie is like I'm really dumb when it comes to economics, anything. And uh, maybe some people would make a complaint about it, but I liked the fact that they explained shit as the movie was going on. Well, I have a book uh, by Matt Taibbi. Uh, He did a whole bunch of, he did a bunch of articles about the whole banking thing while it was going on and everything. And he said one of, and, and even Eric Holder, who was the um, attorney general at the time, the stuff was so um, complicated the scam because to me it's just criminal conspiracy it was just like what we were just talking about uh with the russians coming up with these complicated scams to yeah. steal millions and billions of dollars this is the same thing so i mean i don't know what the you know it's not no different they they stole all this money and they got bailed out for it which means they stole even more money but um it's funny how when someone explains it to you in a way that you can understand how you start to think how they think, which is basically they took a whole bunch of stuff that was not worth anything, piles of shit, and then they colluded with 
the ratings agencies and the rating agencies who we depend on said, oh, this is great. This is great. Well, when they say subprime loans, mm -hmm. okay, you break it down. What would be a prime loan? That would be the best. That would be something great. So this is subprime. It's like, <laughs> okay, um, this pile of shit, it's a pile of shit, but we'll call it tasty, awesome, the best ever shit. <laughs> You know, that you can, you know, it, it's just, they play these little games and stuff, but it was sickening. But it, it's it's an entertaining watch. Brad Pitt's in it also. Uh, let's see here. 2014's Black Sea, uh, directed by Kevin McDonald, and this stars Jude Law. And a bunch of people that I don't really know, except for, what's that fucker's name? Is it Scoot McNary? Scoot. Uh, there's one guy in here I've seen in a bunch of stuff, but I... I don't want to blow. I don't want to bring up my. I fuck up my IMDb. Let's see here. Let me <laughs> see if I can blow it up so I can see what the fragger looks like. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's him or not, but whatever. Who cares? Anyway, <laughs> um, this is a submarine movie. It's not like a war movie though. It's a, a kind of like a going and salvaging. Uh, these guys are like uh, professional salvagers, I guess. And you know, if you go out in the ocean, you find. Um, treasure or a ship that's been abandoned or something like that you know you get to either keep a certain percentage or all of it or whatever uh jude law is really good in this but it it gets kind of stupid to me not stupid but yeah a little bit stupid toward the end hmm. it, they could have they could have ended it but they had to try and wrap shit up for, for the grand finale like make it even more and more you know but it was good though i i it was worth a watch i i liked it I like submarine movies. Jude Law is pretty good. Okay, this one is one that I have not seen. Rates a 4.1 on IMDb. <laughs> it's 2015's, uh, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson, written by Kelly Marcel, based on the novel by E.L. James. And this is Fifty Shades of Grey, uh, starring Dakota Johnson <laughs> and Jamie... Dornan. Did you rent that? Where did you get that? I rented it. Oh. Okay. Well, I rented it a while back and it didn't download correctly. Mm. So I had it and then I hadn't watched it. Okay. Let me tell you about Fifty Shades of Grey. And and another thing is it's got Marsha Gay Harden in it. And I think I'm pretty sure she's like an Oscar winner and she's in this. So she's been in it very long, but she's in it. Um, okay. I know that the girl is supposed – okay, here's the deal. It's basically this girl who's kind of like a awkward, bookworm, kind of nerdy girl, mm -hmm. and she meets this powerful man who's a goddamn, you know, multimillionaire who's really, you know, famous for being this, uh, you know – famous rich businessman probably has a huge dick oh yeah you know so but number one dakota johnson is not that good looking okay <laughs> she looks like somebody that if you were working at walmart and you were checking out she'd come over like if you could your thing didn't scan correctly <laughs> and punch it in yeah i mean you know and she's kind of has, you know, she, she, I don't know, maybe it gives her a certain amount. Of, like Lauren Hutton had a gap between her front teeth 
but she was a model. And I'm not saying everybody should be a model, but okay, here's the deal. This guy, this fucking, what's his goddamn shithead's name? Christian Gray. He has to have, like, uh, I guess, but I get maybe she's perfect for the part as far as her looks. I just don't think she's super duper attractive or, or even like if, if she worked with me, you know, I'm, I'd probably be like, oh, yeah, that girl's kind of cute, you know, but then, you know, you get what is there to choose from. But this dude could have anybody he wants and, you know, he could, he could fucking, you know, but anyway, um, I don't know if this was like a director's cut because I had heard that it didn't have a lot of dirty stuff in it. Mm-hmm. But then when it got to a certain part, it had some dirty stuff in it. And she's like fucking gets pretty naked. I mean, like not pretty naked, like all naked. Um, it starts out the first probably 15 to 20 minutes of it. You almost are ready to bail Ooh. because it's just horrible. It's stupid. Uh, and, and, um, the only thing that uh, it's pretty it's pretty shitty is it two hours long i bet i bet it's over two hours oh it's two hours and five minutes oh god and and the only reason i really only reason i watched it it wasn't like you know watch it to watch something dirty because i can watch that i can watch the you know the the uh (laughs) cream and or the ready whip enema uh any day of the week uh That's an inside joke. <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and, and you know what's bad is then you go to sleep and when you wake up, you get ready to podcast. You know. Um, but this, it, it was almost like a curiosity where it's like Gili with Ben Affleck and J-Lo. <laughs> I have not seen that either. <laughs> yeah, you thought it was so bad. But at least with this here, you know, with Gili, uh, you know, at least with this here, you're getting a payoff of seeing some kinky stuff. Um, I don't think that guy's a very good actor. I don't think that she's a very good actress. Um, and I know there were several people, like Charlie Hunnam was up for the part of Christian Grey, and uh, somebody else was probably up for it besides Dakota Snaggletooth Johnson. Um she was. She just. I don't know. It was just bad. Ooh, I but just it, saw an ad for Rise. They, today it's National Strawberries and Cream Day, and they have a vanilla cake donut with strawberry buttercream frosting. It was bad. Is like when they make that donut. If you went behind the scenes and looked, it would be one of those girls from that video, <laughs> and she'd be back here just. Playing the the Looney Tunes industry song, dun, 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 as she makes little circles, of- <laughs> and they're just like it's like an assembly line. And they have all these, you know, great, you know. uh, anyway, let's. I digress. Okay, what's this? I love Dick. Amazon original. I love Dick. Oh, I saw the trailer, or, or no, I didn't see the trailer for it. I heard. Um, Kevin Bacon's in that. It, uh, it, I heard the director on. Um, Oh, what's the name of the show on NPR at night? Fresh Air. Mm. Uh, the, they were doing an interview with the director, and uh, it's it's about the art community or something, and Kevin Bacon's oh. in it. Sounded pretty interesting. I, I will say this. This is something that some people may not know about. But you know when people put um, videos on YouTube and then they get money back for um, the advertising? Yeah. 
Um, you know, there are some there are some people. Okay, say like you put a video on there and it goes viral, and then you get a certain amount of whatever uh, advertising dollars. Well, then there's like these political shows that actually have created like their own TV shows, put them on there, and they've become real pot. Like the Young Turks is like the most yeah, I downloaded. To, I used to listen to them years ago. Yeah. Well. All of a sudden, all this stuff started happening, and these people these people were doing this for a living, making all their money off of these shows that they're putting. And, and then they're saying, you know, we can we don't have corporate sponsors, so we can tell you we don't we're, we're not constrained by our our uh, advertisers and mm-hmm. everything, like uh, the mainstream <coughs> news and everything, like even the ones that they say <coughs> are more the like liberal. the lamestream. Lamestream media. Um, all of a sudden, these shows started seeing all their ad- advertising revenue go to nothing. And the ones I listen to, of course, are you know more left-leaning, uh, liberal, left-progressive. And um, they were like, well, what the fuck's going on? So they kept trying to contact YouTube, and they would get like automated things, or they'd get like a form letter, blah, 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 blah. And um, – so then, you know, uh, some of them have been keeping up with it, trying to figure out what's going on because they're like, listen, if, if we don't get a fundraiser going, we're going to – we may not be able to keep this going because they just cut off our revenue. Well, it ended up um, <laughs> like when somebody posts uh, – say a guy from the Middle East posts something – about uh, he supports al-Qaeda or ISIS in all they do and death to America and stuff like that. Well, you know, you complain about it and they'd, they'd, they'd pull it off. Well, so say something like the Young Turks would have a story about ISIS and it would say something about ISIS in the title or something like that. They would pull it. Anything that said ISIS. Hmm. Then they start. So then after weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks or months maybe – of uh, trying to find out what was going on, they have an algorithm. It's like almost like Facebook's algorithm. Like, okay, take for example, Fifty Shades of Grey. There's a picture on Google Image, and all it is is Dakota Johnson. She's laying down, and all you can see is from her like neck up, and she has like one of those masks on to cover her eyes, like a blindfold, right. and. She's tied up, but you can only – I think you can see maybe her wrists and from like the bottom of her neck up, and that's it. Hmm. And every time I would try and post it to say I watched this movie, it would say it was unsuitable for Facebook. So oh, they had weird. these algorithms and stuff, and they, they were telling them, maybe you need to adjust your algorithms because you're not only taking out the bad shit, but you're taking out – you Dakota know, just, Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, ended up with what it is is – um. First, they said that that's what it was, and and they were wanted to get their their advertisers want didn't want their advertisements on anything that was controversial. So anything that mentioned war, terrorism, even if it was a war you know, there is was happening a, right now, the end. Yeah, or and and uh, a terrorist killed these people, and it's awful. You know, they're taking everything down. Well, so then it ends up, they said, YouTube, they are going to a different model. 
And to me, it's almost like a conspiracy to get rid of uh, independent media like that. Yeah. Uh, because people are turning away from their ABC, NBC, CBS, and all that shit. Yeah. Uh, and they said that they are they they contacted like David Pakman or TYT, and they said they're they're getting away from that model, and um, they're going to go like YouTube. You're going to see movies and TV, and then like videos of cats and stuff like that. <laughs> so they're just basically fucking these you know small time people that have become you know whatever so anyway it's just like i started thinking you know how we take for granted all this stuff and then with this net neutrality shit who knows what the fuck they're going to do where they start you know you pay extra even on i have a uh comcast Mm -hmm. and i noticed they're offering these packages now where you can pay more for it to be faster you know and then the net neutrality thing is like you know everybody should there shouldn't that shouldn't be everybody should have the same you know whatever well now they're going to have something where they can throttle your stuff to make it slower unless you pay more meanwhile the people that will have the fastest will be you know big corporations and stuff that can afford it so it's a crock of shit anyway whoop, hello i'm here hello <laughs> I'm just kidding. We got cut off. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> the lamestream media. Uh, anyway, I started watching uh, American Gods, which is a new show on stars. Uh, I heard some people talking about it. Apparently, this is, uh, I don't know if it's a series of novels or if it was a novel and they turned it into graphic novels and now it's a TV show. This is some pretty fucking crazy and explicit shit i heard about that holy cow (laughs) do they not show somebody's put online that they they admired this show because it gives equal time to uh between male full frontal nudity and female full frontal nudity dig it (laughs) Uh, also fucking also uh erections uh big boners and just some crazy ass shit uh, I read some Marvel comics over the past, maybe like maybe last year, and I started thinking, I wonder if they fucking copied this because the storyline was very similar to what this is. So I don't know, hmm. but it's really good. And um, what's his check piece? that one out too. You got um, oh Ian McShane, who we reviewed when he was very young in villain with Richard Benton. Yeah, Richard Benton. Uh, Peter Stormar, who's always good. Uh, Crispin Glover, who I haven't got to yet. Uh, who else is in this mother freaker? Cloris Leachman from, she's old school. Uh, but it's it's just craziness. It's It really keeps you interested because it's, I'm like watching it going. Is it HBO? What, what, what channel is it on? Stars. Stars, okay. Stars. Which I got to watch Black Sails, uh, not even knowing that this was going to exist. And uh, Black Sails is done, and I probably watched three episodes of the new season of that and never finished it, even though it's the last season. (laughs) I don't know if I lost interest or what. Anyway, moving right along after I just had uh, an educational 
a bad description of what's going on on YouTube, which could affect, you know, it's like when we started hearing all this stuff about the podcast thing where these um, like predatory vulture uh, patent vultures, they they go and buy these patents up. Well, these guys bought these patents for whoever created podcasting or a podcast, you know, the, the idea of a podcast. And then they started going around saying they were going to start suing everybody, all these major podcasts, because they said, this is our stuff and you don't have the rights to use it. Even though they didn't create it, they just bought the patent. Scumbags. And so there was that going on. I don't know what's going on with that. There was a whole bunch of um, uh, of the big podcasts that were saying we all need to get together and, you know, and fight this. Yada, yada, yada. We're small. They could sue us. What are they going to get? My goddamn. <laughs> I just paid our I just paid our uh, uh, hosting fees for the next two years. So they're not going to get much. <laughs> two more years. Uh, it, was, it was set to auto renew. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> Do you ever hear of a guy named Bong Joon Ho? I have heard of Bong Joon Ho. Bong Joon Ho, and um, he wrote and directed this. Uh, well, it was a, the screenplay. It says is by Kelly Masterson, but I know this was a graphic novel. Also, can you guess what it is? Snowpiercer. Wee! <laughs> this is so good, and. Um, He's talk get, about I him. love his movies. Like I, I talk about. There's one little thing I mentioned in our review for Foul King, uh, Memories of Mur- from Memories of Murder. The, the host is good, and Mother is good. He's good. I like him. He's good. Um, this is very good, and it. Um, I'm sure there are people on. Like I was gonna say, like somebody like Roger Ailes, but he's dead. Anyway, continue. Fat it felt he was fucking totally disgraced. He fell down, and his his wife left him because he was molesting and fucking just uh, sexually harassing all these women ever since the seventies, when he worked on the Mike Douglas show, you know, he, he would tell these women, if you want to be on the show, you have to suck my dick or take his dick out and do all this stuff. And everything. So his wife fucking leaves him and he gets all this money, this buyout, which is like millions of dollars. And she left him. So he was home by himself and he fell and hit his head. Fucking died. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, fuck him. Piece of shit. Uh, uh, possibly one of the more evil people uh, that's ever existed in our lifetime that has created uh, uh, if you go back with that stupid fat vile piece of shit all the way back to the Nixon administration he had this they have these letters that he created that were the blueprint of creating Fox News and a conservative news news network neoconservatism and and just basically divide and conquer and you know it worked but well not well we'll see anyway chris evans is in this he's so good uh as curtis um 
I love the story here. What I was going to say and how I brought up Roger Ailes and Fox, my mind does work. It's not I just pulled that out of the air. Uh, there are people that would probably say that this is a very lefty, commie uh, fucking movie, because when you think about it, it's almost like uh, the Russian Revolution or the oh, French. Yeah. Revolution. Oh, it totally is. It's it's a it's a French graphic novel. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's really good. One of the I mean, it has so many powerful moments. Uh, Tilda's Tilda Swinton's uh, fantastic. Uh, the guy that, that I was I wanted to know who this guy was, uh, Luke Pas- Pasqualino. He plays Gray and Gray is um, Gilliam, who is John Hurt who is the head of the back of the train. So he would be the head of the, the uh, poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gray is his bodyguard. He doesn't say anything throughout the whole movie. He's just the guy that when something goes down, he takes off his trench coat and he's got like tattoos all over him and he comes <laughs> running with his knife and takes care of business. Baby. Oh, so, uh, Song Kang-ho is in that movie too, right? Isn't he? He's the... Who's he playing? Uh, he's got the crazy hair. He oh did. yeah, yeah. Nam Goon Minsu. He is the uh, the guy that is the um, the drug addict with his daughter, and they have to get him. They keep all the drug addicts in a drawer. I like <laughs> he, that guy. He, he was so good in this. He was fantastic. Uh, this movie is is awesome. I love it. I haven't watched it in a while, but I watched it, and somebody said, "You know, how's it hold up?" And I was like, "It's still fucking great." Uh, oh yeah, we were supposed to have a. Uh, I'm doing finger quotes round table that nobody showed up for, for that. Were we really? <laughs> yeah. You were. It was, that's been a couple of years at least. On our show? Yeah. I thought you meant on another show. Maybe you, maybe you know showed it too. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That was good. Oh, it's so good. It is good. Round table. Well, we're going to be having our year end discussion here coming up uh, next month. For 2015. <laughs> waka waka. Uh, I don't know. We have a year end discussion, man. Fuck, it's hard enough to. to uh, I mean, you know, I've had. I actually, just to be serious, I have, you know, have had people, you know, ask me, say, hey, you want to do our show? You want to guest host and everything? And I was like, dude, we, we barely get ours out. You know, we're both <laughs> working different shifts and everything. And yeah. uh, anyway, 2015's Sicario. This is a Danny Villanueva or Dennis Villanueva. Danny Villanueva was a punter for the Cowboys, I think, <laughs> back in the 70s. That's how I know how to say Villanueva. Um, written by Taylor Sheridan. Uh, this stars Emily Blunt and her round little perfect butt. Um, Josh Brolin, who is very stubby. I know I've said that before. He's on a commercial where he's racing death, and it's like a comedy kind of a commercial. He's wearing like a nascar fire suit but he's running in a race and he looks like shit he stops and like he 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 fixes the race even though death is after him which is this giant uh black cloaked skull and crossbones i think i've seen that doesn't he he like takes a shortcut or something yeah he cheats yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, but that right when he's getting ready to run across the finish line, his hair is blowing in the breeze, and he reaches up and puts like like runs his fingers through his hair. But he's very stubby and fat. Um, <laughs> Benicio del Toro is great in this. Um, they're doing a another one. A it's not really a sequel, they said, or a prequel. It's just going to be another uh, story. 
Yeah, another story involving uh, Benicio del Toro and Josh Brolin. Uh, Emily Blunt's not going to be in it. Catherine Keener is going to be in it, but she's playing a different part. But uh, they're going to go down to to Mexico and cause some trouble. Uh, I like this. I don't care what people say. I thought it was good. Benicio del Toro is good. People say bad things about this one. Uh, oh, I like nah. this one. It's trying to cause controversy. Oh, you asshole! You Roger Ailes me. I was testing you. I was trying to divide and conquer. <laughs> uh, this one was called 1960. 1960- no, it's not called this. It was made in 1960s or whatever. Released in 1967. Uh, directed by Vittorio Di Sica. Written by Cesar Zavattini. And <laughs> yes, this is 1967. Women times seven. OK, and this stars Shirley MacLaine. And uh, Peter Sellers, uh, let's see who else is it? Lex Barker, I believe. Michael Caine in this motherfucker. There's a whole bunch of people in this, like famous people. This one, I did not like this at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Women Times Seven, and the reason is, okay, if you look at and see who Shirley MacLaine plays, she plays Paulette, Maria, Teresa, Linda, Edith, Eva, Menou, uh, Marie, and Jean. And... and um, it's just like seven different segments uh, where Shirley McLean, Shirley McLean as different characters bounces off uh, different actor guys. I just didn't like it. I thought it, I didn't think it was very good. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. Maybe it was based on a book or something. I don't know what the purpose of it was. And I like Shirley McLean. I'd have banged her <laughs> when she was young. You know, nah, you know, they get all washed up and old. Uh, 1978's Interiors. Uh, this is written and directed by Woody Allen, starring Diane Keaton, G- Geraldine Page. Uh, it also has uh, Sam Watterson from Chung Chung, Law and Order. Uh, E.G. Marshall is always good. Um, Maureen Stapleton. Um, I will tell you this, people. This is a very good movie. It's de- very depressing. You know, you think Woody Allen, you think, uh, okay, this is um, going to be funny yeah, or have some funny moments. Um, it's about a family and uh, these three daughters. And uh, it's a, I think they said it was Woody Allen's homage to Ingmar Bergman. Okay. And if you've ever seen Ingmar Bergman movies, they're pretty bleak and depressing. <laughs> and that's what this is. But it's, it's very good. It's on iTunes. I'd never heard of it, um, but it's it's very good. Um, depressing and dysfunctional. Um, Yay! 2012's SEAL Team Six: The Raid on Osama 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 Bin Laden. Osama. Ever, remember when they in WWF wrestling when they um, had the terrorist character. Oh, there's always uh, they they go through cycles. There's there's uh there's always some hateable Mideastern character, Middle Eastern character after like ever since Well they uh, had Ikran Sheik uh when they did the first Gulf War and he came in and beat Well Hogan. no, they came, well he was like he was around when when Iran was the big problem in the what late 70s that, Yeah, right. and yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then right. he had his resurgence with Turncoat Sergeant Slaughter in the late eighties. But but um what was that one guy's name? Was it Duvari? Or something like that? 
They oh, had the one he's a smaller guy. Um, I don't know what that guy's name. Well, There's they had a... that one guy come out, and they got so much heat that they stopped it because he he would have like he would be fighting the good guy wrestler, and then all these guys in black would come in that were with him that were supposed to be like terrorists, mm-hmm. and they would jump the the guy and and beat beat the the good guy up and everything. They said they got and this was after nine eleven, so that was it was just they said too too red hot but you can go all the way back to the original sheik when they had the um, israeli palestine and the plo and all that shit back oh. in the seventies. but anyway okay this is seal team six the <laughs> osima ben laden okay this is also known as codename geronimo uh this is the one that was um i guess it was made for like the history channel or or one of those channels that doesn't show anything. It was I don't think it was a history. T- no, no, it was National Geographic. Oh yeah, That's I think they're owned fun. by the. They might be owned by the same. Yeah, but it just company. shows you how when the History Channel first came out, they had like history stuff on there all the time. Yeah. Now they have like gator hunters and catfish snatchers. Yeah. And, why do they Why do they even call it History Channel anymore? Yeah. Do they even show history shit anymore? No, I don't think so. Oh. There is a channel. There's there's a channel on one of these cable things that shows like it's all like World War Two and shit like that, yeah. uh, but it's it's just like you know I don't know it's it's stupid. Uh, it's like MTV not showing music and like they had um, uh, Anna Marie Cox who is a kind of a progressive uh, wonk political wonk and I saw that she's like some kind of uh, person big person on MTV now and I'm like. Well, hell, she's not young anymore. Hell, she's got to be 40-some. She's, you know, so they kind of get away from I don't even ever. know what MTV's like anymore. I haven't watched it I don't in know, years. I don't know either. I don't know what's on it or anything. And what's just so funny when you look back at how obsessively we watched, like, uh, if I looked all over the world and there's every type of girl, <laughs> you know, and like Billy Idol videos, and you'd watch the same ones over and over. You oh, know, they, man. It's like, man, it's so fucking good. Oh, Martha Quinn and, oh, you know, and, uh, <laughs> Nina Blackwood and J.J. Jackson. And, uh, oh, I miss. So, uh, yeah, we didn't have. So my uh, my parents, who still are in the same house I grew up in, we... You were in the back of the train. Well, yeah, well, we, the cable didn't go out that far, so uh. we didn't have it. But my grandma did. She lived in the city. <laughs> and for whatever reason, my mom was fine with us watching fucking, like, HBO, but she did not want us to watch MTV. <laughs> so I'd have to sneak at my grandma's house and watch MTV and a fucking, like, Duran Duran videos and... Uh, Hungry like the Yes. Oh, man. Um, it and, was subversive. Uh, that was subversive. It, it, it made you think, you look back on it now, how, um, like, my parents' parents must have been like that with, like, Elvis and Jerry Lee Lewis and Fats Domino. <laughs> oh, you listen to that black music, you know? And that's how they, some of the people were with, like, MTV, like, the, the, the generation before, like, what's this crap, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Liberal. I don't know what shit. it was. Like, and my mom's never been like that. I don't, I don't know what she had against MTV. It rotted your mind. Maybe. And then they would have Donna out there and she'd be shaking her ass. But, but when uh, when we finally got cable, it was probably cable. Fi- we finally probably probably got cable. God. Well, it, it was weird. We had two stages of MTV. I don't remember. It was sometime after the mid 80s. We got cable. MTV was channel 18. And I could finally sneak and watch it at home. You still had to sneak? Well, yeah, when I was like 12. Yeah. I don't know, so, 
but the um but then you're also watching like ilsa uh well yeah shannon. i'm also watching fucking cinemax and <laughs> with shannon tweed on there with friday after dark or whatever the fuck that was called on, yeah. C- on cinemax yeah um but they you know the parents were asleep by then so yeah there there was some man you're you get very ingenious when uh when you're a kid trying to hide that kind of stuff like i remember Dude. with that you, you, we had a VCR, so anyway, I'll get to that in just a second. The the we had a box at first for the cable, and it only went up to channel thirty six. So it broke my heart when they moved MTV from eighteen to forty. So now was that the one that had like the little buttons on it that you push. It wasn't even buttons; it was a knob. It was a gray box with a clicky knob on it. <laughs> <laughs> so you still had to walk to the TV to change the channel. No remotes for that, but um, but we we finally got a VCR that had a TV tuner that went up to 99. So all the cable channels were back. And by then it was all right that I watched MTV. But the the whole hiding of Cinemax, so the VCR had like a flashback button so you could flip between two channels. So you had I had to be careful. I got it real I got it down like my hand was so fast, my free hand was down very very fast <laughs> on on Cinemax. If you heard the stairs squeak or anything, you had to Type in a number and then flip up once, uh, so you that probably the, still do that from muscle memory. <laughs> I could probably still, yeah. Ch- Cinemax was channel twenty two, so I probably would like hit eleven and then go down to channel ten. Eleven was NBC and ten was Fox. Why well, no? Like uh, people that are listening to this that are you know a little bit older are gonna understand this. We had this <laughs> one cable box and I'm looking at it right now. I, I'm looking at like old school cable boxes and this one it had like a. Uh, let's see, one, two, three. Anyway, probably like ten buttons across the top, uh, across the top, and you would push the buttons in, and it had a little tuner off to the side, a little dial, mm-hmm. and Cinemax would be on one of those channels, but they would block it. But you could still, if you took that tuner and you kind of fine tuned it, mm-hmm. sometimes you could get to where you could see the picture, but no sound. It'd be so grainy you could just barely see it, and sometimes. If you, it would be so distorted, but you could hear like the girl going, ah, ah, <laughs> yeah. ah. and you'd be, I, remember, I don't know how many times you'd be down in the fucking basement trying to fucking tune that in so you could see some tit <laughs> or hear somebody moaning, you know, and uh, man, porn, that's, that's, porn was, uh, porn was a lot more interesting. I mean, I uh, granted my age was probably part of it, but porn seemed a lot more interesting when you had to really work to get it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Let me. I I remember I was a part of a um, a one man porn smuggling operation <laughs> when I when I finally could uh, when I was like sixteen and I could finally drive. Uh, I don't know if it was between. It was definitely between sixteen and eighteen, where I would get in the car and go across the river over into Marietta, Ohio. Uh, which is, you know, our town had nothing. There was nothing except like a little dairy mart or something. And I'd go across the river where the town was and they had started having the VHS stores. And I'd go over and rent a fucking porno movie, stick it under the front seat of the car, come home, park the car, park the car, and then wait for like my mom and dad to go to sleep, then go outside, get it out, and then fucking have to hide it somewhere in the house. <laughs> and just, I mean, it was just like, it was, it was funny. I don't know if I brought uh, it up the the my hiding place for magazines back in the day i can't remember if i talked about it but the on the box springs uh under your mattress those yeah. there's like a, a lining that's stapled onto the wood frame 
and you slid it open. Two, yeah, you take out you take out one staple, and it was perfect size to fit a magazine <laughs> in. <laughs> I had um, my dad put a uh, small bathroom down in the basement, and they had like that drop ceiling kind of deal. Oh, drop oh, that's great! The greatest place to hide shit. And there was a little place behind the toilet that um, it was like where the there was no drop ceiling, I don't think, in the bathroom, but there was a drop ceiling out in the um, in the living room mm-hmm. or the, the the family room. And so I could go in there and like stand up on the toilet and there was this little cubby hole up above the toilet and you could stick the stuff way back in there because if you stood on the toilet, you could reach way back in there and I would <laughs> stick it back in there so far. And I had a collection of – I mean it wasn't just porn. It would be like just even pictures of like hot chicks or whatever, you know, <laughs> just something to crank one out, you know, yeah. too, while you were fucking – you because know, that's the thing. When you are, are – are, at a certain age and your girls don't understand this. They always said somebody, I saw a comedian one time say that uh, when girls say they're horny, that's like a guy when he doesn't want anything at all. Uh, but like, you're just obsessed with sex. You God, know? when you're, yeah, from like the age 12 to 18. To 40. Yeah, to 40, yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, you're out of control when you're like middle school, high school. You, yeah, you are Michael Fassbender in shame, <laughs> with no, with, but with no resources. I swear to God, yes, not I good looking remember, and not hung either. <laughs> yeah, I remember getting um, when we would get either the Sears or the J.C. Penney's catalog. Oh, uh, it, like you know, my sisters would be out of you know, out doing something and my mom and dad would be at work or something like that and go into the bra section or the summer catalog <laughs> that had the bikinis. Yeah. I never, I never went as bad. You go back generations. Like when you watch like uh, happy days and they talk about like, yeah, national geographic, which we'll be talking about here shortly. I, I'm sure. I, I had a, <laughs> I had a national geographic. I frequented often. It was a very nice topless photo in one of them. That I had. See, we never got national geographic, but, but I was lucky to an extent that my dad was a truck driver. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but um, he would hide um, Playboy, Penthouse, and Hustler uh, <laughs> magazine. Like he'd always have one, sometimes two. Yeah, why is it uh, always one? What did they did he throw them away? I think he threw them away, which was awful because I wanted, you know, I was like, oh no, I loved her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um. So at least you know you had that, and then I swear to God, I was telling somebody the other day. I said the uh, our uh, yearbooks, they were you know you had your yearbook for you know so you could say you know okay and everybody'd sign it and you'd have your stupid picture and everything. But at one for, for quite a while, the my yearbook was also a uh, a uh, stimulation for my disgusting activities because I would be like, God damn that girl. I'd, you know, I, Oh, I'd love to just, I'd have a list. I'd make like a list of which ones I wanted to fuck and, <laughs> and all this crap. Oh. <laughs> oh, those were the days. Thank God that's over. That was like a, uh, you're like a mental patient. It's like, this <laughs> going to jail. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Let's get back on track. Oh my God. We've been talking an hour and haven't you done anything. <laughs> With the uh, with uh, young boys, if if you were a parent, you'd be better off. To, you know, when they said well, like guys would go to the go, you go to the war, and they would put saltpeter in the food 
to keep you from getting like an erection so you wouldn't go over to like Europe or Japan or something and rape Vietnam and rape women. And that was always the, the, uh, the rumors they put saltpeter hmm. and it, it would curb your uh, sex drive. They should have, man, I would have ate a bucket of that just so I could think straight. I'd have probably been a 4.0 student. <laughs> anyway, 1958's Some Came Running. Uh, this is uh, directed by Vincent Minnelli. Uh, written by James Jones, and it stars Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, and Shirley MacLaine. This was probably, I got one more Shirley MacLaine movie that I haven't watched yet, uh, uh, out of all the ones that I, I was on my Shirley MacLaine kick for some reason. Uh, this one's pretty good. Uh, it's mostly mostly um, a uh, Frank Sinatra movie. Um, like, I guess this is probably you know, 1958. Yeah, this is him in his heyday. Uh, Dean Martin, and he plays a Bama Dillard. Uh, he's a little <laughs> bit drunk. He's going to be a friend of Frank Sinatra. Uh, my my grandpa loved Dean Martin. Like I have Dean Martin um, LPs, nice. you know, vinyl albums. I don't even know if they're vinyl. Those might have been like that. What's that real? Like, they made glass you, ones for a while. Yeah, you take these albums, and if you hit them on the thing, they just shatter. Yeah. I don't know if they are or not. I got them in a box in here somewhere uh but this one's pretty good it's not bad i never had never heard of it uh dean or um <clears throat> sinatra comes back from the army uh and his brother's like a big uh banker in town and um he's kind of the outcast but his brother's kind of kissing his ass uh for one reason or another and um he hooks up and meets uh, shirley mclean on the bus ride to the town and she's kind of like a girl from the other side of the tracks uh that he shouldn't be with or whatever dean martin's a gambler uh he's got a pretty colorful character in it and they just get in some you know trouble there's lots of gambling lots of boozing lots of there's no singing in it which i was surprised i thought for sure it would have like you know uh, what was the fucking uh, guys and dolls where it was a uh, Frank Sinatra and Marlon Brando and Marlon Brando was singing it. Well, that was a musical though. And, uh, uh, Frank Sinatra's like, luck be a lady tonight. And then fucking Marlon Brando's like, luck be a lady tonight. You know, cause he couldn't sing, but he was trying. He did. He was all right. That's all I had. That one was, that one was pretty good. That's worth a, worth a peek. Worth a peek. Five uh, you said seven. that was all? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Ouch. That was my kneecap. Um, I watched some movies. Uh, I, I kind of slowed down the last couple weeks. I didn't watch a ton. Um, but I watched some very girthy movies. Um, this one was maybe girthy in another way. I watched Cr- Crash from 1996. Um, this is the David Cronenberg car fetish, well, car accident fetish movie. I'm glad um, I don't have that fetish. Starring da- James Spader, Holly Hunter, Elias Coteus. Um, name's creepy. The Arquette. what? Have Rosanna Arquette. Rosanna Arquette's in it. Yep. Uh, so, um, this kind of I I, t- I say like it was an interesting movie. The execution, I guess, was was I, I, was interesting. I don't know that I liked it, but. Uh, it, it kind of not as not as effectively explores the same sort of themes that Videodrome did. 
Um, these people are just obsessed with car accidents being such a kind of a base thing that you experience. Um, you get to see a lot of fucking. Um, spoiler alert. One, two, three. If you want to see James Spader and Elias Kateas fuck, this is your movie. <laughs> God damn it. Um, or yes. if you want to see somebody maybe That's fuck a pretty gnarly wound. There's That's this. what I used to try and tune in yeah. uh, on the Cinemax thing was Elias, Elias Coteus and Spader. Um, but, I mean, I, and, and I guess, I don't know. I'd rather watch Videodrome. I don't know that I'll revisit this. Uh, yeah. It's based on a novel by J.G. Ballard that I've had for years and I've never actually read. I don't even know if I'll read the book now. But I, I'm I curious to see if the book differs that much. What? Yeah, I saw it once when it first came out on VHS and I was that was enough. Yeah. It was yeah. interesting. It's yeah. different, but I mean, it definitely earned its NC-17 rating, I'd say. But, uh, and you get to see uh, everybody's tits that are in it. Any any woman that's in it takes her off takes off the top. So it's um, the way it should be. Yeah. Uh, so I have often proclaimed that I'm not a Bond guy. Um, so I'm trying to. And maybe I've just seen the wrong ones, saw them at the wrong time. So I just decided to start back. We're going to start at the beginning and watch some and just see. And, and I watched Dr. No, the very first big uh, Sean Connery, James Bond movie. I don't know. what This was the very first James Bond movie, right? Correct. 62. Yeah. Um, I like this a lot. I thought this was really good. I had not seen this one. Um, Sean Connery is pretty... Pretty awesome in it, and you get so you get some Ursula Andress looking, <laughs> ooh, and Jack Lord with his ridiculous hair. Felix <laughs> Schleiter. <laughs> what was it? I heard somebody talking about. It must have been an interview on Conan O'Brien. I don't remember who it was, but they were Conan was like talking like he said Jack Lord was like his hair idol growing up on on uh, Hawaii Five O. Well, you know, you I when you look at it now, I mean, a lot of guys where that hairstyle yeah. kind of now where it's like you know kind of poofed up on top but and they would say whoever he was interviewing was saying that he worked with jack lord on something and every time the camera would switch like they were talking across a desk and every time the 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 camera would switch to this other guy he said jack lord would bend down and get a comb and fix his hair every single <laughs> fucking gonna, time i would like to have seen because i i my sister i think got me some uh old hawaii Five O like a box set mm -hmm. and I was watching it and I would like to see what his hair looked like wet. Cause I bet you it was really long because <laughs> it looks like it's swirled and yeah, you know, it's got a big pompadour. Like B 52s fucking yet, you know, <laughs> hair. Um, but I know I will, I need to continue down the James Bond route. I will, uh, keep exploring. I don't know if that'll go in order. Um, but I, I, I have liked the Conneries I've seen before. Um, what was the other one that I know I've seen? It opens up. I think the opening of it has him on a parachute or something. The Goldfinger? Maybe it's Goldfinger. I, th I remember like, or maybe it's Thunderball. Might be. Anyway, I, I've, I've maybe I've seen one other Connery I think, and I liked that one. So maybe I'll watch some more Connery and see. But, um, and I've, I mean, I've never even seen, I've never even seen Goldeneye. Mm -hmm. a, well. To me, 
I know. That, I mean, I don't know if it's the best. That I know that's not maybe not an example of the best one, but that's, that was. I mean, that was. It was a, huge though. The best Brosnan one, I think. Well, probably. Yeah, that's what I hear. So, uh, I watched a random. This had to have been kind of one of those tack-on movies for the drive-in, where it's like you see the shitty little shorter movie before the main feature, and it was called Drive-In Massacre. Uh, directed by nobody, starring nobody. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where I came across. It's on Prime Video, but um, it's it's just like it's 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 totally there. It's probably paid, played before a, a a horror movie just to get people like uh, antsy in their car or whatever. And it's just about a guy that you know these murders that with a sword that keep happening at drive at this same drive-in theater fucking somebody will get their head cut off and the fucking theater is open the very the, the very next day nice <laughs> and people are like hey did you hear about what happened oh it'll never happen again that's, that's capitalism what. for you <laughs> keep it open um I, you know what i mean this has a three on imdb and i mean the quality wise is probably a three i didn't think it was too bad I'll tell you uh, just a, a quick funny story when you brought up working in the theater. Um, I was recently musing at a story you were telling about um, after the theater shut down and everybody went home, there was some, it was, um, what was the black and white silent movie that they put out and won the Oscar? Oh, um, uh, The Artist. I think you were watching that and you were in the theater and it was quiet and everything. And the guy, the, 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 um, maintenance man or something came in at like one o'clock in the morning and turned oh. the lights on and scared the fuck out. I remember that. Yes. That scared the <laughs> shit out of me. See, that's what one thing funny about listening to those old shows is you hear God, all this. I forgot sh- about that. These old stories. I watched a lot of those. I watched a lot of movies in that theater by myself <laughs> after a close. Like I would just thread it up and watch like yeah. moon moonrise kingdom was the last movie I ever watched in that theater by myself. That would be a good reason just to work in a theater. It was, just it was awesome. Access. I fucking they had one theater that had a DVD player, and I put fucking no holds barred on DVD and watched that nice. one night. Yeah. Nice. Uh, let's see. So we'll get to my. This is a, a mark off the list of shame, I guess. Um, 1987, directed by Brian De Palma, starring Kevin Costner, another <laughs> Sean Connery, Andy Garcia. Looking about three feet tall, and Robert De Niro as Al Capone, the Untouchables. Yeah, never. I had never seen this, um, and it got me on a De Niro kick. What do you think? I thought it was really good. Um, the it makes me kind of want to want to watch the old TV show. Yeah, with Robert Stack. But um, what was what I thought was funny? I looked up a little bit about Elliot Ness afterwards, and in this movie, it's like loving wife and he's saving his family and, yeah. and has three kids in real life he had like one illegitimate son it was married like four times <laughs> oh it's it's definitely a you yeah. know a throwback to to you know the white hat versus the black yeah, hat yeah, yeah. Which, um, ma- which actually made it pretty cool you know that they the like uh that. the 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 scene in the train station was pretty awesome with the slow motion carriage um, I love how Andy Garcia is like a like. I wonder why they could have of all the people they could have picked. Why I wonder why they chose him. Like he's like he's short. I guess maybe because he looks Italian. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That was a weird choice to be like the the crack shot, amazing rookie cop. So anyway, yeah. Um, 
And so right yeah, after what's this, what's his name? What, what, uh, Charles Martin Smith. Charles, Play, the, 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 he was the uh, the little uh, oh, like the, the account. Was he the guy with the glasses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, good. I've seen him. He's been in a lot of things. Oh, he was in American Graffiti. Oh, oh yeah, that's Terry the Toad. Good movie. <laughs> um, How far are you prepared to go? So, so you did a couple of Conneries. I did a couple of Conneries, and I did a couple of De Niro's. Um, I did one that I've been putting off forever, mainly due to the length. Now, on IMDb, the movie is listed as three hours and 40, 49 minutes. Uh, the version I watched was four hours and 11 minutes. Mm. Um, it's uh, Sergio Leone's Once Upon a Time in America. Robert De Niro, James Woods. Um, I feel like I watched something else with James Woods. Oh, yeah, he was in the next movie. Uh, Elizabeth McGovern. Yep. Joe Pesci. Burt Young was in this. Oh, I love... One of our favorites. Uh, yeah, and I love what happens. To, like, it's such... It's pretty awesome what happens to him in this movie. Um, so... I maybe should have watched I've, 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 it, this movie has an interesting history because you know when Leone first thought it up it was going to be six hours you know two three hour movies basically and the studio was like no 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 so he got it down to three hours and you know three and a quarter or three and three quarter you know almost four hours studios in America were still like no 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 so it got cut again down to a little over two hours, which is half the movie I watched. And mm. the way this movie, have you seen this? Uh, yeah, several times with different endings too. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I, I maybe should have watched the, kind of the, the maligned, I guess, two hour cut of this. So I could see what the differences are. Um, because in the in the two hour one that came out in actually in eighty four in, in the United States, I, I got shitty reviews and they had changed the order of things and I can't imagine how they possibly edited it together because the way this flows, you have to keep an eye on how old the characters are because all of a sudden it will be either nineteen ten, nineteen thirty something, or nineteen sixty something, and it's just by kind of how old the characters are is what era we're in. Um, I mean, it, it, it's not that hard to follow, but, you know, because it'll be kids, it'll be late 20s, and then it'll be somebody in their 60s or whatever. Um, I can't imagine how they cut out two hours of this and it made any fucking sense at all. <laughs> um, but maybe I should have watched that first, and now I'm kind of like, well, I don't know if I want to go watch it, because now I watch this other one, this four, over four-hour version where they found 20 extra minutes of, like, cutting room floor stuff. That was never even in the movie. And you could tell like, it was not as good a quality. Um, it, it got, so, I, sometimes when they do that and they put it back in, you're like, okay, I know why they took this out. Well, it this was, has had some interesting stuff. It had some stuff in that cemetery, in the, his, the cemetery with his, with the guys he know in it. Um, there was some interesting stuff they left out too. And they, you know, when they restored it, I read that they, you know, they, they found his notes. They talked to his colleagues and stuff to help put it back together in the proper order. And, uh, I mean, this is not one that you're going to like revisit, you know, a couple times a year just due to how long it is. But man, it's a, it's a, it's a film experience. It's not just sitting down and, and casually watching something. And oddly it has an intermission like three hours in. I was like, that been like yeah. an hour ago, but 
Um, that was his last uh, movie, wasn't it? I think it was his last. Yeah, he died in 89. So he didn't even get to see... I don't even know if like the director's cut of that had been out by the time it got released anywhere by the time he died. So, hmm. Oh, William Forsyth was in it too. I forgot about him. Yeah. Really good though. Really, man. It's uh, it's an undertaking, but it was worth it. Um, the other De Niro kick I stayed on and more Joe Pesci was Casino. I had mentioned a couple weeks ago. I've been wanting to watch that. So another long that? one. I yeah, I, I saw it. Okay. I saw. I might have seen it in the theater. I know I at least saw it when it first came out on video. Um, but it's still it's still really good. Mrs. Martin Scorsese, uh, De Niro, Sharon Stone, looking milfy. Um, mm. And James, James Woods again. James yeah. Woods is a real piece of shit. <laughs> what a scumbag. Well, I mean, you know, but you know, I always thought James Woods was a really good actor, but seeing how he is, I think he is just a real scumbag. Yeah. So he's just playing himself. <laughs> Um, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, I know. Rotten hell. Joe Pesci <laughs> is fucking really good in this. I mean, this is uh, as Nicky Santoro. Man, he is out of fucking control. Oh, and that and that 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 whole movie. If you watch the like, say, I don't know if the History Channel or whatever about the it was everything in that movie was like how it really happened. Yeah, it's based there, on a book, and they, a, all they I think all he did was pretty much change the character names. Yeah, that um, guy was a real that that fucking Pesci guy was a real guy, and he was a real, you know, scary. He was a little dude, but he was a real scary fucking. And that's I, I love when they I love when Joe Pesci shows up in these movies and plays like a tough guy, like he's, yeah, man, he I can't, he'd be fucking intimidating to me, and I'm probably a foot taller than him. Um, I don't know. I think you could take him when you have a lot of girth. Maybe maybe I could take him now that he's like in his sixties, but. Well, he just disappeared off the planet Earth. Yeah, where he's been. Let me. I'm going to open his thing up real quick. Let's see if he's done anything. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. He's yeah. He's hardly been in anything. He's been in three movies since since 2000. Hmm. The Good Shepherd, Love Ranch. Kind of got got fat, and he wears like a hairpiece. Or he definitely wears a toupee because he looked like shit, fatso, (laughs) 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 fucking asshole. The Good Shepherd. I don't know what he was in. I don't well, know. You know what? Uh, uh, wasn't Joe Bob Griggs in uh, Casino? Remember uh, Joe? Was that him? There was some big like country guy in it. There's a couple like I, Texas I guys. Thought in Joe it. Bob Griggs was in Casino. I swear <laughs> to God, he was in some goddamn fucking movie. <laughs> he was in something. Let's see. Let me. What am I thinking? No, of? I don't know who that. I don't know who you're thinking of. I don't know who I know the guy I know the character in the movie, but I don't think that was him. Yeah, that was a different guy. The guy that had his feet up on the thing. Um, well, the, no, there was the I thought the I thought the one you meant was the one that he was like a, a a security guard or something, and De Niro fucked with him. Maybe Joe Bob Griggs. I thought he was in a goddamn movie I saw, but he wasn't. Well, I mean, you know, I don't oh, know. And, he's in, a, an interesting he's in a few thing movies. That, this is two two De Niro movies I watched out of three where he plays uh, a Jewish guy, not Italian. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, you know what? I don't think De Niro is Italian. Really? Well, I mean, yeah. that's an Italian name. I swear to God, I thought I saw something where they said everybody thought he was Italian, but he's not. He is. Well, he's got he's got Italian citizenship at least. Well, he might live there now. 
His paternal grandfather. Both his parents were painters. His father was half Italian and half Irish. His mother was German, and her other roots are French and Dutch. Oh, there you go. So he's you know just a wee little bit Italian. <laughs> he's got, he's a he's a he's a, a, he's mutt, a faker definitely. Yeah, he's a mutt. Um, let's see. They always use the, they always say like you know like in these mafia movies like call somebody a mutt. Get out of here, you fucking mutt. <laughs> Hit you with their shoe. Oh, I feel like I watched. Didn't I watch another? Fuck! Didn't I watch another mob movie? Hmm. I'm feeling like I'm missing something here. Maybe you just tried to tune it in. I don't know. You're beating your meat. Anyway, Drina De Niro. He's got a daughter. That's in some stuff, I guess. Does she look like him? Uh, let's see here. What's this little uh? What's this little motherfucker look like? <laughs> Let's see. Let me see a picture of. I want to see something where I can see something. You see what I'm saying? I know. What you're no, saying. she she doesn't look like him at all. She kind of looks like. Uh, yeah, she ain't bad. Yeah. She don't look like she work at Walmart. Yeah, <laughs> maybe she could work. Yeah, she's got a little boobs there. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, not great, but she's all right. The Kevin Nash movie I watched was not really okay. a Kevin Nash movie. Um, 2004's The Punisher. Oh. What a turd. Uh, and you know what? There's people that say that that is the definitive Punisher movie. It's better than all the other ones. I need, to see, uh, I need to see Warzone. Oh, you haven't seen Warzone? Okay. No. I, but you know what? I can I can see like I used to read Punisher quite a bit, and I I can see Warzone is like the John Romita Jr. Punisher, mm-hmm. and it's it's spot on for what he was doing at the time. And this one is kind of like what you know when Punisher first got his own book and and that stuff. I don't know. I, I thought this was like I hated the fucking like comedic relief characters. That okay. fat guy and then the, the other guy with all the piercings. Ugh, terrible. Um, yeah. And, like, this is the the gayest comic book movie ever. <laughs> like, and then, and it's then so you're homoerotic. Supposed to, you're supposed to uh, uh, accept that um, Rebecca Romaine Stamos is some chick that's just working in a diner. She's yeah, like, and living in that fucking apartment. dump of a falling apart apartment. Yeah, right. Now, the one thing I wanted to ask you, because you're into music, the guy that played, was it Harry Heck? The guy that just comes in the diner and sits down and starts playing a guitar? Yeah. Who the fuck is that guy? Is Mark, he like a famous person? I don't think so. I'm looking uh, at him now, Mark Colley. He's got an album. I see his album. Huh. Must be a country singer. I've never heard of him, yeah. yeah. He doesn't look familiar. Oh, always wondered who that guy was. And he's like, he comes in there, he's like singing about how he's just staring at fuck. Can you imagine if you were sitting there eating and some guy just comes in and starts singing and, and, and like, and then with his fucking painted nails and he's got that yeah. like wicked pump action shotgun that he pulls out of his car. Yeah. A nice car too. Um, I will say this. I forgot to add, cause this has something to do with you. Uh, I started watching twin peaks. I'm Ooh. on about, uh, episode four of season one. Yeah. Season one's only like eight episodes and then second season is full. I just yeah. got to, have you seen it before? 
uh, I, I only saw like I think the first episode of of it when it first came out, and then I never watched it anymore. The yeah, I had I had not seen it either. I've watched a little bit more, but um, I, but I, I saw that movie Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me. Oh, okay. that's what that's supposed to be the follow up to the TV show that they were trying yeah. to wrap up loose ends, but because they yeah. got canceled early. Uh, but the new show is starting tonight, I think, on Showtime. Well, oh, it's on Showtime. So how the fuck yeah. am I gonna watch it? Well, maybe it'll just show up at the at, at your smoky library. You never can tell what um, can happen. <laughs> but uh, but Kevin Nash in in Punisher was dressed like a sailor from Corel or something. <laughs> With his yeah, yeah, and with his blonde hair, da, 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 da. <laughs> he beat the fuck out of what's his face. Yes, he did. Thomas Jane. Thomas no, Jane had the shirt off I'm half wrong. the movie. Didn't Thomas Jane stab him or something in the chest, and it didn't even phase him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I watched Children of Men. This is a revisit of a movie I've seen about ten times, and it's still fucking incredible. Movie. Uh, Alfonso Cuaron uh, directed Clive Owen, My Cocaine. Uh, I can never pronounce Edgefor's first name. <laughs> uh, and Julianne Moore a little bit. Charlie Charlie Hunnam's in that too. Who is he? Is the, he the with, dude with dreadlocks? Yeah, that's always chasing him. He's an oh, asshole. What an asshole that guy is. And and this is another movie that is very uh, relevant. Very now, yes, it's still. Yeah. Uh, maybe even more so than when it was made. Jesus. Build a wall. Get these immigrants. God, this movie was made when W was president. And we've, there Obama has a, come and gone since then. There are two scenes, I think, in this movie that just shake the dust out of the rafters into my eyes. <laughs> number one. Okay. Number one is when um, something happens. Okay. Well, they set it up perfectly because there's the the friction between the old love lovers yep. uh, and then when they're in the car and they start doing the thing with the ping pong ball yep, it yep. brings back all the you know you, you it really gets you into you know they they drop their guard and start you know enjoying actually like old times being together and then something happens and then Clive Owen's reaction where he's sitting behind a tree oh, yeah. away from everybody else that just destroyed me. And then I swear to God, I, th- I guess it's just because they build up the importance of this so much that when they were, when their that, that battle was going on and, and it blah, just, blah, 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 everything blah, blah, stops, everything stops. Yeah. And they, just, it was almost like, I hate to say this cause I'm not like a religious person or anything, but it was almost like a biblical moment. Yeah. You know, and that really, and I swear to God, I was with my girlfriend at the time in the theater watching this. And when that happened, I went, (laughs) (laughs) and she looked at me and started laughing. And I was like, fuck you, bitch. I'll never show, I'll never show any sensitivity around you again, you cunt. Such a good one. Oh, man. One of my favorites. This is one of my favorites for real. So, Uh, Clive Owen was so good. Um, let's see. I he's a big head, by the way. Yeah, he does have a really, really large noggin. That guy, big handsome head. Oh yeah, he's not hurting for the looks. And and like in in a in a uh, very rugged way. Um, I did sneak out to the theater and saw a new little film called Alien Covenant. Yeah. Um. This I've been is not hearing good things. 
Well, you know, it's it, the same. Pe- this, the things you're the the not good things you're hearing are the same people that hate Prometheus. The the, the same people that that will say as soon as they see something's coming out, <laughs> what a piece of shit. Yeah, they have never seen it or watch like watch uh, ten minutes of a movie and say, I I fucking turn it off. I hate it. I'm like, well, how can you how can you make any judgment? I mean, I'm not like a a. Um, a total completionist because I did walk out in the middle of dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a safe, that's a safe bet that it's but, not going to get any better. You know, I don't know. I, I, okay. Uh, this movie. Okay. I mean, it's like, <laughs> for me, it's like a three star movie. It's a good horror thriller kind of actiony movie. Um, it's not as, it's not trying to be as, well, maybe it is. It, I was going to say, it's not trying to be as heady as Prometheus was, but they still kind of explore the same ideas, just with a different set of people performing these things. Um, I thought this was good. I liked it quite a bit. Um, I mean, it's you know, it's not a perfect movie, but fuck. I mean, what fucking sci-fi action movie ever is? Um, no, I okay. thought... Okay, rate... Okay, you go from... Alien, Aliens, Alien Three. What was the third one? Resurrection called? or, or something. One. The fourth. Resurrection. Yeah. Um, Alien versus Predator. I haven't seen. Uh, some of those. That's that. That falls in like a different category. Okay. It's. I think that was more like a. If I had to rate them, um, I would com, go. Com. Honestly, I like all. I even like the fourth one that everybody shits on. I like. I, I only just, saw that once. I like the franchise. I mean, um, let's see. If I had to put them in order, was three? Was four? Who directed four? Not Fincher. Fincher. Not Fincher. Three. I like three quite a bit. I'd say one, two. I don't know. It's tough. Then I mean, it's like toss up. But what I'm in the mood for. Three yeah. Prometheus and this are all kind of just fun movies to watch, and four is—I mean, it was fine, but. So I need to go see it because I was starting to think I'm not going to go see it because um, these people are shitting on it and saying, "Oh, Ridley Scott sucks. He's he was a one-trick pony." Brr, brr, nah. brr. Yeah, yeah I, I, okay. If you like Fastbender and if you like uh, Alien movies, you'll be fine with it. Okay, I love Fastbender. Yeah, Fastbender's in it double time. So there's two there's two androids in it. So <laughs> ah. yeah, um, I mean, and Danny McBride's good. Billy Crudup is kind of a. I mean, he's good at what he does. Uh, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I thought it was it was a fine movie. There you go. Didn't blow Maybe me I'll away, but I left. I left pleased, which is what, all I can ask. Scary. Um. Did, it, did any parts of it like? Scare the shit out of no, you? No, I don't get. I don't really get jumpy with movies anymore, though. Oh, you're like a real man. I'm all jaded, <laughs> heartless. I'll be nervous if I go see it. I get scared. It's it's uh, it's scarier than Prometheus. I don't I don't watch fucking. Um, well, you know what? No, I will say this. Okay, of course, there's a lot of times you get the jump scare, and then when you start, when you when you see enough movies, you know you can tell when the jump scare is coming. Yeah, you know and everything, but. Um, I think more with aliens, um, especially with those goo dripping fucking alien with yeah. the teeth and stuff. When they show up, I'm more like, Ugh. it's really fucking gory. You I'll know. give it. It's that. It has a lot of gory scenes in it. So. Now, is this immediately after 
Prometheus? Ten years after. Okay. Um, and there are there's two YouTube videos around, around called uh, Alien Covenant Prologue things, which I kind of wish I saw before I went in. Um, I don't know why they were weren't they, part of the movie. Are they kind of like the uh, Guy, uh, Guy Pierce Peter Whalen thing that they put out? Uh, yeah, 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 that kind of thing. It's uh, see, they, like I said, I thought that should have been at the beginning of fucking Prometheus. That uh, that clip was fucking awesome. One of them talks about one of the prologue things is the crew of this colony ship, um, kind of, and I haven't watched that one yet. And but the other one is what it what happened with uh, Elizabeth Shaw uh, and and David in their time um, <clears throat> after the fir- after Prometheus, but before this. And it's just like, I mean, they're like three minutes long, so. Um, but no, I, I mean, it's enjoyable. It's definitely, it's worth seeing. Uh, a couple more. Do you want to, do you want to cut the show short this week again? <laughs> We've been going an hour and a half on just this. <laughs> we'll just do, what, what What have you been watching? Yeah, I mean, fuck, we're, we're going to be an hour and 45 minutes. Might as well just break it up. Yeah, I'm good shit. Um, let's see. Um, Predator 2. Now you said you had seen this back in the, and didn't really dig it. Now, if you go into this, and I've heard enough, uh, I've heard enough to know to temper my expectations. If you go in expecting the first one, right. um, which was fucking one of the best action, uh, one of the best action movies, action of all time. sci-fi movies yeah. of all time, yeah. And this one is a completely different movie, but man, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I had a lot of fun watching this. This is Danny Glover. Gary B- <laughs> Gary Busey is so weird <laughs> in this movie. And fucking um, uh, Maria Conchita Alonso. And Bill yes. Paxton's in it. Not, he didn't have a big part, but... And Adam Baldwin, that piece of shit, isn't it? Um, See, my, when, when this first came out, I was totally in the thing of um, the first... Uh, and I saw, I think a lot of people are with... with uh, alien and aliens and mm-hmm. then anything that came after aliens i was had such high expectations that when i went to see it it was a letdown and i thought this is just like a kind of a shitty low budget straight to dvd thing it or almost is and that's what makes it it's a so bad it's good movie it's i but mean my, it's, yeah my friend jim saw it at the same time and he thought it was great and i'm like what are you talking about it's fucking it doesn't let up man there's like I mean, it's gory. It's fucking ridiculous. Danny Glover as a hero is so weird to me. Um, to, I love. I I I got. I literally busted out laughing at two parts. Uh, and once, they once it was a callback to the first movie when Danny Glover takes the Predator's mask off and he starts saying, "You're one ugly mother." And then the alien reaches up and grabs his throat and ch- and stops at mid sentence. And then it shows the alien's face. <laughs> and the alien goes. Motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> and I lost my shit. And there was uh, another quote. <laughs> I don't know. It was really funny. And there was another thing I laughed at when fucking what did he say? He he said something to the alien. Okay. <laughs> They're like, it was like a, a kind of a pivotal scene, and uh, Danny Glover looks at him and says, "Okay, pussy face, it's your move." <laughs> pussy face. And then see. when you look at his mouth, I was like, "Holy shit, he's right." Um, ah, this is an entertaining movie though. It's it's pretty ridiculous. Well, maybe I'll have to watch it again. I don't know. Watch it with that frame of mind instead of expecting another uh, Arnold movie, and I think you might be 
better off. And it's funny comparing Dan- Danny Glover. It does so much more damage <laughs> than Arnold ever did. It's it's hysterical. But um, the unlikely action hero. Arnold Schwarzenegger said no to Predator Two because he didn't like the new director or the new script. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a it's a very different movie. I need to go back and watch Predators again because uh, I watched. I that. liked with uh, Adrian Brody. Yeah, I, liked I watched that, but it kind of got broken up. I was watching it with a group of people that none of them were interested except for me, um, and I liked it. But I need to go back and p- p- spend more attention or give more attention to it. So, uh, last thing I watched, uh, Kill Bill Volume One, um, the Quentin Tarantino two thousand three. Uh, I took an I took a, a an internet first date to see this movie. I remember that. I don't remember her name or anything. I saw this with my mom. That's just not a good mom movie. <laughs> I know. I also saw Fight Club with my mom, which I've said on here before. Too. <laughs> also, also not a good mom movie. Yeah. I fucking love Son- Sonny Chiba in this. He's really good. Oh, speaking of which, I just ordered my first Arrow Blu-rays off Amazon um, in the next month they are bringing out two Sonny Chiba movies uh, one mm-hmm. called one called Doberman Cop and one called Wolf Guy I, I think, saw Wolf Guy I think we, I, didn't we review Wolf Guy? did we? I don't remember or did GGTMC review it? I know I've seen it but I love Sonny Chiba and I really want a fucking Hanzo I sword was, <laughs> I wish I was Sonny Chiba what? I said I wish I was Sonny Chiba. Yeah. And and it's kind of, you know, Gordon Liu's been in bad shape, so it was kind of good seeing him be actiony. Now, I get the, I get this one, okay, cuz I like both Kill Bill 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Uh this is the one that had uh I'm Buck and I'm here to fuck with the gross Vaseline jar. Oh now, god, that Vaseline jar was so disgusting. You know it's funny. I love <laughs> I love those moments in movies where you're just like it was somebody's job to weather that Vaseline jar and oh, make yeah. it look gross. Yeah. <laughs> um, is this one the one that had the scene with Bill and what was uh Bill is not it? really. Oh, the only thing you get of Carradine in the first one is his hand and his voice. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking about the second one where I love that when he shows up to uh, the trailer, Michael Madsen's trailer. What yeah, was yeah. my Madsen's name. Uh, it was Bill and Bud. Bud. Yeah, I love their chemistry. Yeah. Eh, goddamn David Carradine. You know, he yeah. made some shit movies, but I, I have a warm place in my heart for him. Do you think Chris Corn? No, I think he killed himself. Yeah, I don't Chris know Cornell. what happened with Chris Cornell. That's sad, but because they were saying his wife said that he was taking that medication. Um, I can't remember what it was called, and you're only supposed to take like. Like just the one dose or whatever. I don't know if it was. A, it was something about like uh, that uh, addicts take this oh. kind of medication or something. And she said that he, she thought that he took like uh, more than he should have, and um, it can cause like severe like hallucinations or something, right? Depression, hallucinations, and everything. It's like if you're on antidepressants yeah. and then you just say, I'm not going to take them. Have you been on them for a while? And they say, oh, I'm not going to take them anymore. You just stop oh, it fucks up your brain chemistry. Some people, I had a 
friend, a, a girl that I was friends with, and she said when she stopped taking her, she got suicidal. Like, so well, they think that something like that might happen. I had a, uh, a cousin of mine committed suicide years ago, and um, he was doubling up on drugs that were not meant to be taken together because he, he was taking some sort of antidepressant, maybe. I can't remember which order it came in, but it was like something to do with schizophrenia and something to do with depression, but the two drugs just like fucked him up. Let's see, she, she says it was this, uh, let's see, what was it called? Ant, uh, anti-anxiety medication. Yeah. And uh, let's see, I, there's a specific, I want to say, uh, crap, I keep thinking of this one that's, um, oh, crap, uh, uh, Ativan. See, when he told me he may have taken an extra Ativan or two, mm-hmm. I contact security and asked them t- uh, to check on him. Because uh, she said when she called, she talked to him on the phone after the show in Detroit, and there was people even in our group and stuff that said that they went and saw him in concert and said he was just he was great, hmm. and he was in a good, real good mood and everything. And uh, but I think when he called his wife, she said he was kind of slurring his words. But you know who knows? Oh, fuck. He, he might have. You don't know if if he might have just slipped up. You know, if he was a former addict, maybe something. Let's see. Side effects of anti-anxiety medication could include paranoia and suicidal thoughts. Yeah. So, yeah. but anyway, that was really that that one caught me off guard That's because, um, you know, uh, he was like the same age as me, and I and when I was in college, these guys were out in Seattle and they hit it really big, and that was like my, you know, you think about like when, like I said, like with my mom or something like that, with like Elvis or yeah. whoever. And these guys hit it really big when I was in college, and I listened to all that shit. Yeah, it was and high that, school for me. I remember yeah. uh, it sitting in Mr. Key's economics class, and uh, my this guy Eric had a had a guitar magazine with uh, with Kurt Cobain on the cover, and he's like, "Oh my god, you got to hear this band Nirvana." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> my sister really uh that with uh, kurt cobain that really was one of the uh, ones that that just kind of crushed her and you know she was really into them yeah um, what are you gonna do i mean that's the thing like i've said a million times before and we're seeing it here just recently with even people that um we grew up watching in movies or or you know from another generation but you know you have like the the fifties generation and, and a lot of the guys in this, this, the sixties generation, you know, Dennis Hopper and those guys and stuff like that, they're starting to get older and die. And, yeah. but then when you have a guy like, I mean, like I said, 52s, when you're, when you're 16, 52 seems old. Right. When and you're when you're 52, 50, <laughs> <laughs> you know, time fucking goes by pretty quick. And, and I still think of him as a young guy, you know, yeah. uh, I, I saw a, just this is like a, just a, a little side uh, anecdote. Um, there's a TV show on TNT called Animal Kingdom, and mm-hmm. I think you know there was that movie Animal Kingdom uh, that was out um, a while back. Wasn't that uh, uh, Australian? They were like a kind of a a family, but they were like really kind of low budget. All of them are low budget kind of criminals. Was that Animal uh, Kingdom? Was that what that was called? Yeah, it was. It was Australian. I don't remember what it was about, though. Let me see. Animal it was really TV. good too. Well, they made a TV show out of it and they put it in America. I don't know if I saw that. 
Maybe I did. It looks familiar. 17-year-old. Oh, okay. I've seen this. Yeah, it's Australian. Um, they made a TV show about it, uh, and they put it in America and everything, and these guys are like kind of like uh, uh, the, the, the matriarch, who's kind of like the Ma Barker mm-hmm. is uh, of the family, is uh, Ellen Barkin. And that one guy, uh, Speedman, is, is it Speedman, the one that was in the Underworld movies? Ooh, I don't he, know. He was the douchey guy that Kate Beckinsdale was in love with. He's in it too. But I was watching this. It was on TV, so and they just started showing the reruns of it. And um, Scott Speedman. Yeah, I, I was watching it, and I was like, uh, "Wait a minute, that old guy up there looks like C. Thomas Howell." Oh no! And it, it was C. Thomas Howell. But not only is it C. Thomas Howell, but I called him that old guy, and he's like two years younger than me. <laughs> Two or three years ago. Well, yeah. Have you seen the uh, everybody in the new fucking Twin Peaks? Uh, Kyle MacLachlan looks old as fuck now. I will say this um, about him. McLaughlin. I can't say his Mc- last name. <laughs> yeah, McLaughlin. Jesus. Uh, um, in the one, okay, it was the first episode that I've seen because in Firewalk with me, you see the midget a lot. Yeah. And, and all that stuff. And for my table. It's color is green. Uh, <laughs> this was the first scene where in the original one, first season, where he goes to sleep and he starts dreaming that. And they show him in there and he's it's supposed to be like 20 years later. Mm-hmm. And even though he's a young guy on the show, the makeup was really good because they kind of flattened out his hair. Because when you start getting older and you start losing your hair instead of it being poofed up. It's a lot flatter because you just don't have as much hair, even if you have hair. And they did his neck. More than anything, they made his neck look older, like a little bit saggier and wrinklier and everything. And it looked really good. I mean, I can't wait to to, uh, uh, keep watching. Uh, What's his name? Joel Edgerton was in uh, uh, Animal Animal Kingdom. Kingdom. Yeah, I I saw that. It was really good, but I haven't – wait a minute. That one dude that is in – shit – what the hell is that cocksucker's name? He was in, I was just <laughs> I just reviewed a movie and I was talking about oh uh, Black Sea, oh. the one guy that was in Black Sea that I was trying to think of his name is in this fucking Animal Kingdom movie and of course I can't find him on here either. Whatever, who cares? Let's get off here. <laughs> this is bullshit. Um, just... Yeah, I watched so watched a lot of. Uh... TV. I, I got. I was speaking of Happy Days, I start. I, I felt I got in the mood to watch some Happy Days and watch some of that. And uh, did you see Leather Tuscadero? No, I I only watched like the first. I've watched the first like four or five episodes of it. The original episodes, when Fonzie was just a, a, a he didn't a wear garnish. his leather jacket yet. Yeah, he was just a grease it monkey. Was, it was great because it was more about Richie. It was more realistic, and Richie was the you know, the main thing. And then they just kind of, I think that's why Ron Howard quit the show is because they started saying we want it to be the Fonzie show. Wait, he quit the show. Yeah. He quit the show. Oh, that can't be good. That's like when I watched nine Oh two one Oh last year and fucking the, the show about the fucking Walsh's and all the Walsh's were off the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They still have Dylan. Dylan was not back when I stopped. He had left the show too. I mean, that fucker, you know, you know, in uh, Marvel Comics, the Hulk, they had the uh, the leader mm. and, and uh, yeah. like the Hulk <laughs> really big and strong. The leader got gamma irradiated, but he came super smart. 
and he got that big tall head, this forehead. Bro. That would fucking be uh, Luke. Luke Perry. What is that? <laughs> There's a guy in DC that's the same way. A fucking meteor made his head. He's in Green is Lantern. That, the guy in the Green Lantern that had, that, that gets the, the big giant head. Uh, what is his, his name? name? Um, fuck. And I should know I, this too. I read a, I read a shitload of stories. With well, him. I remember when they did the movie, you were talking about him. Yeah, because they didn't make his head big enough. Yeah, Hector Hammond is his name. Yeah, I, I don't know if he. I don't remember. I don't know if he's had. A, I don't think he has a video. A, a video. A, a, a an evil person name. Jesus Christ, man! I'm telling you what, Luke Perry's forehead, and especially though when his hair started receding, it made his it made his forehead even fucking longer. He's <laughs> a long forehead. Um, and I watched uh, I watched uh, the first episode of the A Team. I watched some Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> I just been on an old show kick lately, so I want to watch. I posted it on our group on this one of those new old TV uh, series channels. There was a TV show, and it was on. It only ran for like one season, I think. It's called Dan August, and it's Burt Reynolds before he was okay. Burt Reynolds started out on Gunsmoke. Did you post something about this? I feel like I yes. saw there was something that floated and, like a video that was yeah, and Harrison Ford's on it, yeah. And all these people are fucking on Billy D. Williams. I was like, God, I got to see this because this was Burt before he got really big in yeah. the movies. No mustache I yet. Want to see that. Some of those old shows are, I mean, they're entertaining as hell. I watched a goddamn fucking Abbott and Costello TV show <laughs> was on one of those channels. And I was just sitting there kind of like captive audience. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot of good shows like that. And all those like, uh, uh, twilight zone and night gallery and stuff like that. Those are all each individual. Every episode is a different story. And they're just so interesting. I went crazy. on. Uh, I went on iOffer and bought uh, the complete series of The Man from Uncle. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That was, that was uh, a- yeah. Somebody was selling like there. It's like ripped off of a TV channel and burned on the DVD. And it was like nice. thirty bucks for all seven seasons or something. That's what I get on uh, on like Amazon or something every once in a while, and I think, you know, I used to watch the Rat Patrol, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, there was one of uh, they had a movie called voyage to the bottom of the sea and then of course they made a a, t- a tv series out of it and i was like man i was like, you know get that because everything's available now yeah it's and and that's the thing we've talked about before it's like there's so much when people say you sit in front of the tv watching tv with your ipod on your lap uh <laughs> watching something else a lot of times it's because there's just so much stuff you know, I'll be watching one of those hockey games, but I'll be like looking up either wrestling clips or. Oh just yeah, I was. Up. I had baseball on my iPad and watching a movie the other day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe our because we're getting so much our our foreheads will start getting bigger like Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, and I've been reading Archie comics this week too. Yeah. There's an Archie comics app for uh, iPad and the for, old school Archie or the new one. It's it's got everything. This app you pay you can you can buy this unlimited thing. It's like seven ninety nine a month, and you could read fucking like every Archie comic ever. See, we used to have a um, well, my I, cousin. Go ahead, sorry. Uh, my cousin gave us, uh, which knowing how many comic books I have now, this seemed like a lot of comics. There was probably maybe thirty Archie comics, 
and my sister kept them in this little drawer in her bedroom and we would just read those Archie comics all the time. So I grew up on Archie comics and, but like I said, now I thought, man, we got a lot of comics now. I have so many fucking comic books well, and I'm a grown fucking man. <laughs> yeah, me too. Well, there's a new run of Archie that started a couple of years ago. Yeah. I think Mark Wade is writing it. I heard it was actually pretty good. Yeah. Well, what got me what got me reading it this week is um, Scott Clickers was talking about the the he posted something about the season finale of Riverdale, mm-hmm. and it sounds interesting. And I was like, well, shit, I should I should catch up on some Archie comics just to kind of yeah. refresh who the characters are because I kind of want to watch this show. I heard it's pretty good. So yeah. But anyway. I'm, I'm now eating. Now, now here's the, here was the the forever question. There was there's two forever questions. One is from Gilligan's Island, Ginger or Marianne, and from <laughs> Archie is Betty or Veronica. Uh, and don't say you usually don't like blondes, but yeah, blondes. Yeah. Um, I gotta. I, I'm going. I'm going the girl next door in both cases. I'm going Marianne and Betty. There you go. What about you? Jughead. <laughs> Jughead, Jughead is fucking moves. so awesome. I posted a little. Did you see the the frame I posted in the comics group? Yeah. Of Jughead stealing the flowers from the cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> now, wasn't his girlfriend Ethel? He didn't have wasn't a girlfriend. Wasn't there some ugly girl that was really ugly, and they she liked him though, but he would always run away or something. Well, yeah. Apparently, apparently in the new show, so like Jughead's thing always was that he was asexual. Like he didn't, like he hated women or just hated girls in general and just wanted to eat hamburgers all the time. Ethel mugs. I haven't, I haven't seen any Ethel mug stuff, but, um, <laughs> she's got two giant, big, big giant buck teeth. And she tries to, <laughs> she tries to dress hip, but she's not Yeah, I'm and, like Ruth buzzy. <laughs> and well, I heard that some groups were upset that they've, they've made Jughead like straight in, the new show when and when he wasn't interested in women at all in the yeah. comics. So were they trying to say that he was gay or that he was no? That he just wasn't interested in in dating or anything. Like I like this this asexual. one picture up like that. He he he. There's a girl standing behind him and he goes ah, and his little hat's flying up off his head and he jumps into Archie's arms and says, "It's a girl." <laughs> like he's scared of him. Like well, it's like um. When you're a kid, it doesn't have anything to do with being gay or anything. Yeah. It's um, the uh, like the little rascals, you know, the He-Man Woman Haters Club. Yeah, you know. I think Jughead's probably my favorite character. He's pretty. It's pretty hilarious. What's the deal with that hat? Because I have seen in other <laughs> TV shows that must have been a thing at one time. I have seen in other non-Archie related shows, like in the maybe the fifties people uh, like every once in a while, a guy wearing like that hat where they, they take like their dad's old fedora and chop it up and hmm. then, you know, make some kind of hat out. Let me look. I'm going to wonder if I can something. pull off a jug head hat. You have a jug head. I do. Man, I'm eating these extra toasty Cheez-Its, man. They're so good. Okay. Here's Jughead's hat. Oh, well, yeah. Fucking, uh, uh, Goober on uh, Andy Griffith wore a jug like a hat like Jughead. Jughead hat. The incredible history of the Jughead hat. Jughead. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Wait, Jeff Goldblum had one in Death Wish. Yeah, well, he was a rapist. <laughs> he wore a Jughead hat. <laughs> a fucking Jughead sick a, rapist had a Jughead hat. It's called a whoopee cap. A whoopee cap. It's a style of headwear popular among youths in the mid-20th century in the United States. is often made out of a man's felt fedora oh, hat. Hand me down fedora. With the brim trimmed, scalped, cut, and turned up. In huh. the 20s and 30s, such caps usually indicated the wearer was a mechanic. Weird. Dig it. Uh, so you anyway. learn shit on uh, Silva and Schmoll. <laughs> Silva and Schmoll. You also learn that we're going to not do movie reviews again. So we've gone. Psych. We've now gone two hours <laughs> just with our intro. <laughs> Bait and so, switch, baby. Yep. See, that's how we get them. That's how we get them to come back. This is was just a teaser. Mm-hmm. Man, sorry, I'm crunching in the mic. Oh, I can't even hear it. Okay. Um. Anyway, check, check yeah, on the tough. We'll go ahead and wrap it up on. for now. What'd you say? Sorry. Check on the tough mutter and see what's going on here. Oh yeah. So Will from the the Gentleman's Guide is currently running in his tough mutter with his team. Mm-hmm. Um. So far, nothing. I don't see anything. No. Check on check on Randy's page. He's usually. I like that. I like that, Randy. He's all right. He's good people. No, nothing new. Yeah. Maybe Will got hurt. He'll be like Chris Cornell. Oh, I shouldn't say that. That's too soon. Oh, I watched the. Um, I finally Humphrey watched. Bogart in the Black Legion wears a Jughead hat. <laughs> that's a good movie. Yeah, that was like a K. That's another one that's a uh, kind of uh, relevant today. KKK. All right, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, you can always find our show. Um, you know what? Let me see. Yeah, I'm, I'll save the feedback till next week. We got we got one from Cecil, but we'll save it. What are you saying? I don't know. Okay. Um, but you can always find our show on nom 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 oh. on iTunes and Stitcher and our website at silvaandgold.com, and you, you can always send us feed sack to. Almost said our phone number, not two zero six three three nine six hundred, but <laughs> silvergoldpodcast at gmail dot com. Oh, just give out your home phone number. <laughs> okay. Okay. You good? Oh, they're opening an Alamo Draft House here, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm gonna down. We'll do we'll, we'll do our own film festival. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm gonna apply. <laughs> nice. Then you can sit in there and get scared by aliens. What are you doing in here? I'm trying to clean up. Oh right, by the maintenance guy. I think you did say that he he spoke very little English or something. So it was a Hispanic guy that cleaned oh, the place. Oh well, then that, I yeah. did the wrong accent. <laughs> yeah, the owners were Indian. the The cleaning crew was Hispanic. What What is on that site now? Grocery store. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's whatever it is. It's empty. I think it was a grocery store. Pile. They said they're gonna they're gonna have it open by the end of this year, which I find surprising. So. I guess the building's already sufficient. Anyway, feed sack, our show. Oh, Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash silver and gold. Slash. And uh, that's it. Um, I'm going to go read some comics and make some lunch. Yeah, there I'm you go. hungry. Maybe I'll go to the movies again. I still haven't seen Guardians 2. As of today, I have eight days off. Wow, what are you going to do? Uh, I don't 
<laughs> I have no fucking plans. Go, I gotta start. Go up to Pittsburgh some... and watch the game. Yeah, that's true. There's, I, I, but see, it's like I when we were talking about like uh, the social anxiety and stuff like that. If I make plans, oh, then it's terrible! What is it about plans that just fucks everything up? It it builds that anxiety the closer you get, and uh, and uh, but if like this, I can just now. Just say, okay, well, what do I do? I want to go see a movie today. Do I want to fucking go watch a ball game in Pittsburgh? Do I want to go here or there or whatever? Do whatever I want. Just get in the car and drive fucking some, you know. You know what sucks though is that I get anxiety if I don't make plans, but then I get anxiety when I make the plans. So just remember don't take more anxiety medication than is prescribed. Yeah, for real. Dig. Anyway, um, that's all for me this week. Zom, do you have anything else? I have nothing to add. All right, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll come back and do our reviews of Emerald Forest, Rest in Peace, Powers Booth, and uh, the Falcon next time. Um, and until then, this is Loaf Oot Zom Oot. Bye bye.